Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Kenya's Market Map. This is a weekly podcast that maps out business activities that occurred during the week across all sectors and provides an in-depth analysis. I'm your host Kigen Kiplimo and with me is Istofaning. Now, today we'll be covering the third week of August 2021 and uh, what a week it has been man. Um first of all, how have you been? Been very great. Uh, I've been well as well. Um now NSE NSE has ah it has blown minds. I've seen quite the activity that one. Yeah, um we've seen um the an all-time high um uh, market capitalization In, yeah. of 2.9 trillion um, trillion Kenya shillings. Which company is that? Um Or that combined? is the whole combined um okay. NSE. Um we saw and I think this was of course uh we saw the the rise in shares and stocks because of uh the half year results yeah that were coming in yeah and um so just looking at at the banks you know most of them released the results we saw um cooperative bank we saw kcb we saw equity yeah. you know the big banks yeah. and um yeah just give us an overview of uh, what happened um first of all i for the better part of this week i've been monitoring the stocks movement at NSE and it's been bullish the whole time. Wow. Okay, most of the time. Yeah. I'm looking at it now and I can see a few a few reds some bearish elements on Absa which has not released its results yet. Yeah. So probably as soon as they announce when they're going to release it. Yeah. Have they announced it? Um no, we'll be expecting that probably um this coming week that is the last week of August. Yeah. Um so maybe that might change. We The banks has been the, the banking sector has has seen quite a bit of activity especially with the announcement of those half year results. Yeah. And there's something I've observed that um almost every bank well it's it's a it's a realistic expectation at least yeah. that every bank for this particular um results releasing period yeah they re- report a pro an, what do you call it uh, growth uh, in profits. A growth and profits yeah. yeah. Phenomenal growth in profits. Yeah. Because what happened last year when corona kicked in uh they had to do that to increase the provision for non performing loans yeah absolutely yeah and so that dented their profits quite a bit yeah add that add that to the the decrease in in business yeah. because people are not taking loans yeah understand yeah. so last year was a bad year yeah so what is happening currently that the market is regaining the confidence it had before and people are working are learning to work with corona and you know pe- things are normalizing sort of yeah so you find that that really magnified the 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 movement the yeah, movement absolutely. in the prices because they have to reduce the the the, the provisions for the non performing loans yeah that really increases the profits every single bank well except except cooperative bank um reduced the the non performing loan provisions yeah i don't know why cop did not do that but some of these things they really the back stops with the top management of these big firms because yeah. it's them to make the decision and how because in as much as um non- the provision for non performing loans yeah there's there's well there's a whole formula to that i don't know whether we might get into that <laughs> but it's um, not a finance class. i guess that's why we are having you know the profit after tax for kcb yeah. it increased by 102% mm-hmm. so equity we'll increased by 98% very big percentage then we saw cooperative banks improve by just 2% absolutely so well, i think 2% is a bit a bit that's after tax 
Ah, yeah, but still. So it's it's, it's, it's majorly because of the provisions. Yeah, because again, I'm really I'm saying this with the risk of not sounding like this is a financial class. Yeah, <laughs> but um, a bit of accounting here. Okay, yeah, learning is not bad. Yeah. So if you if you're in a business and you have you have debtors, people who owe you money, and for some reason you see that not all of them are going to give you money. Yeah. Not all of them are going to give you your money. Yeah. You see the fact that they are debtors, they're an asset to you. Yes, they are. Yeah. And so when you see that they're not going to give you your money, you have to write some of this debt off. And that's an expense. Yeah. What expenses, they dent your profits. Yeah. Yeah. And then should something happen that reverses the situation, such that now these people who you had classified as bad debts as yeah. bad debts now you see them to be in a position that they can they now can pay you the loans. yeah ah you now have to reverse whatever accounting entry you done yeah. before so you now you have to book it on the other and side. now book, when you book it now you have to it's now an income yeah yeah and so it bulges your profits bulges your profit and I've, so we've seen um equity you yeah. know they've done really really well um yeah. And I've I've just noticed something, you know, uh-huh. they had uh, as I've just mentioned earlier, ninety two, ninety eight percent, you know, increase in profit after tax. Yeah. And something that's that's very interesting for me is we saw equity fifty one percent increase mm-hmm. in the customer deposits. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because we are seeing um, cooperative bank is at six percent on that end. An increase. You're talking increases. Right? Increase. Yeah, yeah. In 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 the customer deposits. Yeah. Um, KCB is at four percent. Yeah. So equity is doing phenomenally well. Wow. And um I think one of the reasons why equity has done very well is the acquisition in Congo. Yeah. In the DRC. And that is their most performing um what do you call it subsidiary. Absolutely. Um because I mean look at the DRC. The DRC has a population of 92 million people. Uh-huh. And they acquired the second largest bank. Largest bank in, in DRC. DRC. And actually the numbers say that outside of Kenya. Yeah. The DRC is the one that made the most profit. So for every 100 shillings that Equity made outside Kenya, 42 shillings yeah. came from the DRC. Yeah. I think it's going to be phenomenal growth and just looking at also looking at KCB. Yeah. KCB are saying that they are engaging um they're actively engaging partners in the DRC. They also want to get into that market. They want to they're looking into getting into Tanzania and Rwanda. Yeah. yeah and the DRC as well and one important thing is you know since president Shekedi of yeah. the DRC came into power uh-huh. we've seen a lot of economic collaborations yeah. with with, um, with Kenya. Kenya and i saw that um earlier this week we saw the Kenya exports promotion and branding agency they said that there was um a delegation yeah that went to the DRC yeah. and it's sort of the engaging um you know the private sector the government sort of a follow up of yeah. what the president went to do the there president when he went did. to visit and um, yeah. you know they were visiting places like mbujimai lubumbashi mm-hmm. yeah. and they are saying that this is in preparation for another delegation of business yeah. people who oh. will be going there in october and uh, we also saw two weeks ago that um jumbo jet they'll be yeah. starting flights in uh, goma in drc so yeah. drc is, is, is the place to yes. be yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what what DRC presents especially to the banking sector because it seems to be the the bank the banks seem to be very intentional about going into DRC yeah 
I mean, there's I don't know how the market penetration in banking is in Ethiopia yeah. because it's quite a big country in terms of population and landmass. Yeah. But why DRC? Um I think it's because of the resources that are in DRC because DRC is the second largest producer of copper in Africa wow. and the seventh largest in the world. Yeah. And it's also the largest um producer of cobalt in the whole world by a yeah. long shot. Yeah. So you find that when you have such resources there is money moving into the economy there is need for bankability and the financial sector is very active absolutely so and look at ethiopia also yeah. well I, i feel like well if you feel that should they should be, be going north as well they should <laughs> at least consider it because ethiopia um look at ethiopia it has coffee yeah. you cannot ignore that you cannot you cannot uh, yeah i get that yeah. and i i just i listened to the ceo of equity yeah um and masharia and he was saying that actually what they are doing is their expansion if you look at their networks is they are expanding following trade routes in Kenya uh-huh. so when products land in Mombasa yeah. they end up in Rwanda yeah. Kigali yeah. they end up in the DRC yeah. some of it it ends up definitely in Kampala uh-huh. some of it even go down to um, as far as Bujumbura in Burundi. Yeah. So they're trying to follow that trade route mm. okay, of products yeah. because that way you find that there is more trade attachment with Kenya and Rwanda and these other countries yeah. than it is with Ethiopia because Ethiopia actually it's a landlocked country yes but it doesn't take their products through Kenya. They use Eritrea yeah, you know, Somalia. or Djibouti. Yeah. Yeah so th- I think it's it's informed by the trade routes. Mm, makes yeah. sense makes a lot of sense i hadn't thought of it from that perspective yeah and yeah. um also safaricom did very well at the nsc yeah um we saw they are the increasing they are currently at sitting at around uh, 45 yeah let me confirm that real time 44.65 44.6 as mm. we speak yeah i think yeah. they are yet to release their um, their half year results yeah I uh, will be also will be looking into that and um just talking about Safaricom um this week there was um a bill in parliament yeah. um that is actually that wants to separate the mobile money and the other telecommunication services yeah to so that these telecommunication companies become different entities yeah. it's not just targeting Safaricom, Safaricom as yeah, many people telecom, are saying Telcom Airtel, Airtel yeah. as well and um so there was a second reading in parliament this week yeah. and it only emerged that there were only two yeah <laughs> members of parliament who participated in the second yeah. reading and one of them was a sponsor that's quite unfortunate yeah so the other person just seconded <laughs> so the, the it will be going to the third reading yeah. where the MPs will be voting now um yeah. on whether this thing uh, it's going to pass or yeah. not yeah. um but what do you think should we should it be should for example safaricom separate so that mpesa is a different business from the other telecommunication services well i first of all that's not an original thought because yeah. even the company itself is having plans of doing that i mean you look at safaricom and the 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 corporate board structure yeah. is in such a manner that safaricom is almost being treated separately from safaricom itself actually mpesa has its MPESA, own ceo yeah. Citoyo, yeah. Local yeah. Point, yeah? yeah so it's not an it's not an original thought mm-hmm. something that has i don't know why they want to do it but um because it's the parliament doing it yeah yeah i would really want to know why and have they thought about have they have they thought through this process and identified the pros and cons because if should they do it 
it would mean that the revenues might have to go to elsewhere uh, to other countries yeah and so it might affect even the economy quite directly in terms of 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 forex foreign exchange uh, such things i don't know why it's it would be because they haven't really stated why they yeah. just introduced a bill they've not discussed it for for the members of the public to be able to tell why they're really pushing for this um, well until they say it mm-hmm. i would not be able to yeah. form an opinion and say that this is i support it or not but i think um i think there are a couple of issues i think there are things to do with monopoly and the like probably they feel that if safaricom is separated from if the telecommunication services are separated from the mpesa services yeah. that probably there would be um difference yeah. in the in, in in the structure you know in the market structure and who commands the market yeah. probably we wouldn't have a monopoly and we would have a more competitive competitive sort of like a structure but i think for me if i look at it deeply i see that there wouldn't be a big difference in terms of customer use i think there would be that the only difference would, exi- would exist in terms of reporting you know and regulation on the other end yeah. but on the end of the consumer it wouldn't be different because if today mpesa separates from safaricom the telecommunication services yeah. you won't you won't get a, t- a new sim card for you to to be using separate safaricom and yeah they'd and still be the same MPESA so people will even say that if safaricom is separated i'll stop using <laughs> you know i'll stop using safaricom uh-huh. and i'll only be using mpesa yeah. but it, it doesn't work that way i mean you're, you're using yeah, you using Safaricom you because see, it's in the peop- same people use Safaricom and mobile money yeah. the whole innovation was 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 as big as it was when it came into the market yeah because of the conven- convenience it brought about because now you I remember I didn't live I, I wasn't alive at this point when people used to send money via postal yeah but that was such a hassle <laughs> yes it was and so when someone comes with a solution because you see capital follows value understand yeah it does follow. so if you offering a solution and so you're offering value to your consumers you'll always have money you'll always be in business yeah. and so i don't i don't i really quite don't understand this person who is like if if the two are separated then he's not going to use it and then also again another factor uh-huh. you have to consider is that the mp who introduced this this bill into parliament yeah is also seeking to have not just the separation but after the separation should it pass to have the mpesa services and mobile money services that is tcash and airtel money yeah to be under the banking sis- sector <laughs> and you know for me i'm just trying to to look into the future and paint the picture of how it would be but i but i, I think my insistence is on that there wouldn't be a big difference you've mentioned about um the banking sector yeah and uh, i've i just i was just looking at the numbers and i've realized that actually if you look at kcb yeah um 98% of their transactions were outside their branches you know they were digital you look yeah. at equity bank it's 97% of the transactions yeah so actually it's it, you know we have to appreciate to appreciate the the digital revolution that that is happening, happening. Yeah, that's why these days you, when you know when you're talking about banks like we are you can't yeah. gauge banks by the number of branches, branches they, they have. have it's no longer a metric <laughs> absolutely of of measuring expansion <laughs> and all that but but one thing that um i was looking at you know with kcb yeah. um you you look at the non-funded income that yeah. is for this instance for the banks this is now non-interest income non-interest yeah income. because of course the interest income is there is their funded income on yeah. this case so you find that i was looking at equity bank and yeah. their 
non-fade income increased by 44%. Uh-huh. You find cooperative bank increased by 24%. What are the sources for equity? I would really um, like to know that. These are sources like um, fees. Yeah. Yeah, charging bank fees and the likes yeah. withdrawal fees. processing fees. Absolutely. The likes, okay. And so I've just 44% for equity bank increase. Yeah. Um, cooperative bank 24% increase. And KCB bank is 5.7%. A single digit. I was I, I, I was disappointed on this. And this means something. It means that KCB is because if you look at the at at, at the market share of yeah. KCB, yeah. you find that their lending and loans, their market share is actually yeah. double of the of the fees of the of the of the fees market share. Okay. okay. So that tells you something that KCB is lending out money, but people are taking this money and putting it in another bank account, and 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 they're giving the fees. To the other bank account, uh-huh, so probably could this could mean a couple of things. It, it could mean that probably KCB has um, has a a lower customer service compared to the others, I mean, or they yeah. <laughs> or they either have um, a higher or, or they have higher or they charge higher fees compared to the others in the market. That why that's why someone would borrow from KCB, take the same amount of money that they borrowed and put it in another bank so that they'd be withdrawing it from there and transacting there well i i wouldn't i wouldn't agree with you on that okay because um you look at the non non interest income yeah the the biggest chunk of it is loan processing fees so the the point when you see that the it, there's a possibility that guys are getting money from KCB yeah and similar banks and putting them where transaction costs are lesser or more affordable if you put it <laughs> they've already incurred the chunk of the of the non interest income of the non interest expense because mm-hmm. now we're talking from the consumer's point of view yeah they've already incurred it and really to be honest the kenyan investor the ordinary kenyan investor does not look at such things <laughs> that is just how things are okay um so moving forward um in that conversation um there were other developments this week we saw that um Kenya um this just, is actually just just before you let me interrupt you okay. sorry uh, we also saw that Stanbic bank oh they yeah they issued they issued the, the interim only bank yeah that issued an interim dividend yeah yeah you have to you have to uh, I, 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 see something about that one I mean Stanbic um shareholders must be very happy about this and um you know and my biggest question is this yeah. Stanbic bank yeah. if you see um what was their profit I don't have the figures here so you look that for them they've given interim dividends yeah. but then a bank like equity yeah. which has made 17 billion close to 18 billion in after tax in profit after tax yeah. and also KCB which has made 15 billion in profit after tax they haven't given the interim dividends and you ask yourself why because these guys are making more i mean <laughs> why do you think that's the reason well um it it doesn't work that directly yeah. that if you make more money therefore you should <laughs> give your investors more money okay that's how well you'd like things to be like that but um if you look at the two banks you've mentioned in comparison to Stanbic Bank yeah the same period of of market activity um let's take Equity Bank for instance yeah okay both of them really Equity Bank and and KCB it is in 2019 that Equity Bank started talking about buying the 
what is it called i do i'm my french is pathetic i don't want to mention that name <laughs> the, the 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 bank, bank in, in drc drc yeah yeah and so in the first quarter of 2020 they finished everything and they they were done with the transaction yeah, yeah. and well, good news that now it's 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 grown and it's even merged with the equity bank and with the tdrc equity bank branch yeah they're now one entity yeah and so when they report they report as one yeah yeah was i headed with that yeah <laughs> um so they that acquisition it really affected their capital yeah because yeah. there's a big impact on the balance yeah, sheet on the balance sheet yeah and so you look at kcb again kcb is is having plans of expanding into tanzania and rwanda those are different markets yeah very diverse markets and so there's a lot of capital involved in that and so i understand when oigara is like um we've made money but we're not going to give you yeah. as our investors yeah because we have a transaction in the pipeline and as before we see it through we cannot really have the confidence of giving you the money i mean that is even why james mwangi in 2019 when they were about to they ended in the year the 2019 when they were reporting the the that year's financial results yeah they were, they were they did not give any what do they call it they did not give dividends yeah because they were like corona is here yeah we don't know what to expect we need this capital yeah to see us to remain to, afloat to the next financial year yeah until we never corona this this corona madness would end yeah and then also they had a transaction in the pipeline yeah. they did not have the luxury of of the luxury of time of not even time the luxury of capital yeah to put money wherever to give the investors the money And so Standbeck on the other hand uh-huh. does not have such commitments and plans. Mm-hmm. And so they have the money the, as long as you have the working capital. Yeah, you have the flexibility. Yeah, you can give you can award your you can award your shareholders. Yeah. yeah. And just talking about Equity Bank, um one of the most interesting things that I saw that I think this is going to be a very big development in the future uh-huh. is actually Equity Afia, the insurance. Uh-huh. It has done really well because we saw that um Um at the end of the first uh, quarter of the year yeah. they they had um 33 facilities which had equity afia incorporated okay um while they were reporting this week yeah. um it, it had grown to 41 facilities mm-hmm. and um now the 41 facilities has you know visiting patients of 466000 yeah and i think this is this is growing and uh, i think other insurance players should 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 watch out for this for equity for equity afia well you see diversity is quite the strategy especially right. in a market like kenya yeah and the conditions we are in at the moment diversity yeah. is key if you can diversify the better for you because you look at um you see even the banks when they give out money yeah let's say you have you have how much deposits to give out let's work with a billion kenya shillings yeah okay dollars a billion dollars yeah you're not going to give it you have to be very intentional in particular about how much you're giving or how much you are allocating to which industry yeah you can't give all your money to manufacturing you can't yeah. give all your money to real estate so that if real estate is affected then all of suddenly 90% of your issued loans are non-performing yeah because yeah? i mean look at covid even the other day yeah. if you if you are co-lending base you are lending to people in the transport business exactly now look or at the, the hospitality yeah. yeah you so diversity is key it's and so important. Any bank that diversifies or which is so keen on diversifying, that's a bank that knows. That's a bank whose managers or the the stewards know what they're doing. 
Yeah. yeah. So thumbs up for it to equity for for diversifying in equity afia all those all those other projects that they're offering thumbs up to them um okay so there are other developments very interesting developments um we saw that um the ministry of interior yeah. has said that um they are looking to take to parliament to increase the cash threshold for investors yeah. so currently according to the Kenya Investment Promotion Act it uh-huh. requires a minimum of $100,000 yeah. for someone to get an investment certificate a foreigner. which yeah which actually qualifies you to invest to some through to you know incentives and things like tax rebates yeah. so they want to increase that yeah. um there have been talks about increasing for some of the sectors actually to to uh, $300 tripling it mm. and um, this has been on the back of um, actually Dr. Matiangi was saying this um, while he was in front of the committee on administration and uh, national security yeah and <laughs> i don't know i mean for me I, I, i was i was intrigued do you know why tell me um if the purpose of this thing is i i really think that the purpose of this is political because of the things we saw with the turkish investor haruna idin yeah and you know dr matiangi said that the reason why they want to increase is to shield the country from things like money laundering and wash wash because investors can easily come to kenya and i mean for me yeah people can do money laundering even with 50,000 Kenya shillings even with 100,000 Kenya shillings it doesn't have to be those huge amounts it, it in fact because money is fact, they do break it down yeah <laughs> in yeah. fact they don't money come with the big money i don't think that is the right reason why um we should increase it and i think we should increase it not in a with a blanket approach i think mm. it should be well guided and well guided by data and this is it we should increase for some sectors we should reduce for some sectors for some sectors that Kenya is actually doing very well yeah we should increase it you know so that I, I, to, to to shield our own uh, our own players in in the local players in the in the country and for I, I areas would, that I would, I would agree with you yeah. when you say that they should mm-hmm. be very keen or not you know just issuing a blanket, a blanket regulatory yeah. policy yeah on such matters because industries are different they and are. i remember in that committee or is it a committee yes the committee yeah. on um there was a there was a parliamentarian yeah. legislator there who said that there are some industries for which such regulations cannot apply for example the ICT sector this is where the biggest or the most capital is human resource not financial resource yeah and so you can't tell someone um that you have to have $10,000 to invest in this to come into this market yeah. yet all you need is this person's um intel- intellect yeah the yeah. human resource yeah so really whether or not they come would not bar anyone from developing in Kenya you understand yeah absolutely because yeah you're just barring anyway so it should, should be sectorial there. i mean uh, so, and then uh, another interesting um phenomenon attached just attached yeah. to this we saw that the um, MPs rejected a bill to promote local suppliers in tenders yeah. um actually what what it's about is that the public um procurement and asset disposal amendment bill of 2020 it sought to ensure that investors foreign investors yeah. um actually actually foreign players coming into Kenya yeah. uh for tenders yeah. that they source all their inputs yeah. from Kenya 
all the inputs that are available in Kenya should be sourced from Kenya uh-huh. and not from outside Kenya. Now the the committee on finance they struck down this bill uh-huh. and I completely agree with them. Many people don't agree with them, but these are my views, okay? Right. Yeah. So currently the public procurement and asset disposable amendment uh-huh. of 2015 uh-huh. it requires foreign players in Kenya yeah. who have won tenders yeah. to source their inputs 40%. 40% of their inputs should come from Kenya. I think that is enough. I think we are being greedy and uh, I'm very bullish on this, okay? <laughs> you find that I'm talking from a business point of point of view, okay? So if you're a businessman, yeah. The inputs that you have yeah. define your product, define yeah. your pricing, define how you price your products, yeah. defines the quality of your products. Yeah. So I mean once we say that 100 you should source everything from Kenya which is available in Kenya, it's You're not re- it's not realistic. It's mm. not even realistic to my pricing. It's not realistic. It's not realistic to my quality. Yeah. What, what yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. about that? Um let me let me as I make my as i give you my thoughts on that let me link it to the, what you just talked about the the cabinet secretary matiangi um saying what he said about increasing the limit yeah. investor threshold limit um first of all it's a very noble um legislation or proposal yeah this is why i see that um look at the pros and the cons of doing that where i sit and um given my level of knowledge at the moment the pros outweigh the cons by so much mm-hmm. by so much um just to mention but a few um we have you're going to create employment corona came we know how bad unemployment rates are in Kenya at the moment yeah you're going to create employment you're going to um you're going to stabilize the economy that is if you increase the th- the threshold yeah yeah You increase uh-huh. you increase the threshold yeah you bar other competitors from Kenya coming into this market uh-huh. too because at the moment the situation at the, mo- at, the mo- at the moment is that we have foreigners or foreign companies doing yeah. things that can be done very well by Kenyan industries mm-hmm. and so when you bar them from entering the penetrating into this market yeah you're promoting our businesses when you promote our businesses you're improving standards of living creating employment opportunities um you're just creating avenues for expansion of our economy of the Kenyan economy yeah. yeah so um that's the pros but we should be very intentional about um asking and interrogating the intent of that especially given given the time in which it was proposed it was proposed just when the political climate in Kenya was so high and yeah. just be- it was all because of one person yeah. the Turkish investor so you cannot it is very unwise to make to come up with long term regulations or regulations that have long term imp- implications to solve a short term um ob- to have to just achieve a, a short term oblig- objective yeah you understand so you you cannot say that you, you cannot come up with an objective that will have implications 10 years 20 years from now yeah yet the objective you're seeking to achieve is very short term i mean something that you need to happen before 2022 Um, with the elections one of the things you 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 forgot to mention and uh-huh. which has been mentioned in yeah. both the conversation of increasing the threshold yeah. and not not even increasing the threshold about the promoting local suppliers and local players yeah. is the conversation about 
um, retention of profits, repatriation of profits, yeah. where people come to do work in Kenya yes. and the profits don't end up in Kenya. Yes. Yes. And honestly, Easter, I think it's a very, it's a very dishonest conversation because profits can go anywhere, anywhere. You you can't control where it goes. Let me give you a scenario, okay? <laughs> you have you look at them. The companies that have been listed on the Nairobi Stock Exchange, yeah. Nairobi Securities Exchange, yeah. most of them are actually the anchors of profits and um, the anchors of tax remittances, tax remittances to the government. Yes, they remit billions, you know, and they make billions in profits. And if you look at who funds them, you find yeah. that the NSE, according to the CEO, 70% are external investors, mostly yeah. institutional. Yeah. You find that 20% are local investors, mostly institutional. Yeah. Then the 10% are actually high net worth individuals. Yeah, they are retail investors. So you find that at the end of the day, this yeah. profit, where does it go? It goes abroad. You look at the single largest investor of Equity Bank, the most profitable bank in Kenya. Yeah. Not in Kenya. It's Norwegian. Yeah. So what does it tell you? I mean, profit profit retention, I mean, and repatriation is, is a very dishonest conversation. I don't think we should let it inform like 100% of our conversations. Profits can go anywhere. Anywhere, sir. Well, you see, when you talk profits, you're talking money. Mm-hmm. Money cannot board a plane, cannot yeah. be put on a plane <laughs> to go to a given country. Yeah. Yeah. Money pursues value. I mean, why did this Norwegians um, pension pension scheme managers come to come to invest in the NSC and not in any stock exchange? Because they saw value here, they saw value in our boss. Yeah, and so they they left their capital to follow this value. So as soon as they make their profits, they give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. That's the government, the yeah. KRA. But then the profits they have to what is now theirs, they have to take back home. <laughs> Absolutely. Or yeah. if there are more opportunities, they will mm-hmm. reinvest it back here in Kenya. So it's you cannot tell someone not to take money abroad yeah. or mm-hmm. back to their uh, home countries, create opportunities that would just make it unwise for them or impossible for them to take back this money. Create yeah. opportunities such that if you get profits from this sector, you can reinvest it into this sector within this Kenyan jurisdiction. So the profits remain in Kenya anyway. <laughs> okay, it's 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 a so you can't force people. Yeah, you you, you can't be a bully. It's it's a very force interesting to debate. And, their money in Kenya. and we we'd, we'd love to hear the comments from our listeners. You very know, much um, so. you can DM us. You can tag us on Twitter at Kenya's Market Map. Yes, please. or LinkedIn at Kenya's Market Map. You can go to our website kenyasmarketmap.com um, you can leave your comment there on the contact session. We'll highly appreciate that. We're very and happy to reply. Just just mentioning about the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Yeah. We saw that this week the um, UFAA, yeah. the Unclaimed um, Financial, Assist Financial Assets Authority, they've um, gone digital yeah. um, and particularly you know, on one thing. Yeah. Um, so according to, to them, they have 51.4 billion Kenyan shillings yeah. that is still unclaimed. That's yeah. a lot of money. Kenyans are richer. Huh? <laughs> and you find that um, as at June last year, they yeah. had only reunified 2.7% of what oh, total, assets the under total assets what they have. Yeah, and that's very little. And now um, they've made it even easier. Mm-hmm. So you can go, and they're actually saying that out of the 51.4 billion that they have, yeah. the largest bulk of it, the, the bulk of it is in shares. 
So what you can do, you can just log into their website uh-huh. and then you can go and search your name, search for your name in, in the portal. Yeah. So if your uncle or your father or someone else... Also your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had some shares yeah. a while back. Or if it could be even a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and um, you are the next of kin. Yeah. So you can just search for your name there and who knows, you might be one of the... <laughs> You know, highest <laughs> <I> shareholders, <laughs> silent billionaires, they call them. Absolutely. Uh, what, 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 what are the implications implications of that? Um, in terms of, in terms of, really, why are they so keen about unifying people's us, and why is it? Why are we having this conversation at the moment? Is it that there was a spike in twenty twenty? I mean, I just don't understand why are we having this talk at the moment. I mean, it should be because yeah. I've never. In my lifetime, I've never seen an advertisement by the Unclean Financial Assets Authority. <laughs> I've never seen that. And just recently, yeah, I a friend asked me to help them find out whether how they could retrieve sh- shares. There, I think it was their grandmother bought some shares back in two or five. Yeah, Safaricom stock. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think I think shares. Was, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so they bought the stock, mm-hmm. and then they could not trace it. That was back then when they used to give, they used to issue, you know, buy shares, you're issued with a uh, certificate, a share certificate. Did the owner, has the owner of the shares passed on? or no, she's still alive. Oh. Yeah. But even if they've died, that's why they should be if in If it's two or five, then uh, the grand lady has a lot of money. I know. Especially, <laughs> I really hope it it's was a lot of stocks yeah. they bought. Yeah. So, I put a tweet, I put out a tweet. Yeah. Um, seeking... I, I tweeted, um, I tagged Safaricom there and the NSC, yeah, seeking to understand how I could, how I, how they could help me, yeah, advise this friend of mine, mm-hmm. get their mother, grandmother, unifying with the stocks they bought, yeah, back in two five, yeah, and I remember they they referred me somewhere, not the, not to the Unclean Financial Asset Authority. But then remember, this is more than, is it almost twenty years? Okay, fifteen but then, years. But really. then there's a difference there. There's a difference because you find that. The lady, you know, um, is not deceased. The yeah. grand lady, the owner of the shares, yeah. is still there. Yeah. So uh, th- that's a different scenario from what is happening at the Unclaimed Assets Authority. Because I don't think you need to have died for them to transfer your assets <laughs> to that. If you have some money in your MPESA, yeah, then you your line goes off or inactive for let's say five years. Some I'm not sure about it. Yeah. I think it's five years mm. five or less. Safaricom transfers that money from your line. It because they have to use your line. They have to give it to someone else. Okay. See, that's what happens. Yeah, it happens. The money that is on that line. Yeah. Has to be submitted. To, has to be um, availed to. To the Unclean Financial Assets Authority. Um, so you don't need to have died, because <laughs> you've lost your, fo- your 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 SIM card with money. Yeah. You, I mean. Yeah. So um, I think I think um. This this matter is still developing, yeah. you know. Um, of course, many Kenyans don't know about this stuff, and yeah. I think the unclaimed assets, author- financial assets authority, is 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 making it even easier at the yeah. moment because yeah. now you know you don't need to physically go to their offices and yeah. ask, "Hey, yeah. uh, has someone did someone somewhere leave something for me?" Yeah, you know. Now you yeah. can easily do it remotely from yeah. wherever you are, yeah. which I think is great. Agreed. Um, another l- and really, yeah, maybe we could say something about. The fact of the, the fact that you're seeing the Kenyan digi- digital economy yeah. coming up quite, quite, quite strongly. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us to have gotten to this point that you can lodge a claim and find whether you've 
whether you are a beneficiary yeah. and if you are lodge a claim to it yeah. to the benefits whichever benefits of us that uffa ufa has yeah that's that's quite commendable yeah and honestly i mean 51 billion is a lot of shillings <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of a lot of money i think people should follow up um my g yeah something happened tell me on 19th uh-huh. only fans Yo. <laughs> so this is a very very interesting story. So what happened is that um OnlyFans no, maybe you could start by telling us what OnlyFans is because okay. so <laughs> most of our most of our audience um OnlyFans is um it's a content um platform that was developed in 2016 yeah. um by a British um technopreneur. Yeah. And this platform enables you so that if you're a content creator you can upload your content there yeah. you set up an account yeah. for free yeah. then when you have your content there uh-huh. other people pay for them to be able to be able to access the, yeah. the content that content, you have there yeah. Yeah. so majority it's very important that you see that it's any content any valuable any, content any valuable content to be a specific but majority yeah. of it has been um x-rated content yeah. that is adult content yeah. and only fans has been known popularly you know the perception is that this is a a, a platform you know for adult That's, content yeah. but the truth is there are other types of content yeah, there yeah. you know you can find chefs you can find musicians yeah. a lot of people yeah. now they've said that from october yeah. 2021 yeah. they won't be hosting any more x-rated content well, i i don't know but they said i don't that could be the videos Yeah, but, but they, they said, said you could post whichever the, the photos, photos you yeah. have yeah. as long as you abide by their terms of conditions. Yeah, the policy. Yeah, policy. But for the videos they they won't be be doing that. They've banned it completely. They've banned it completely. Uh-huh. And actually if you've noticed, yeah. um in the month of uh I think currently, yeah. they are having free free access to content that is not x-rated. Oh, yeah okay. they're having such content just to boost the numbers of the people to do that okay. now this this um this 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 story of only fans it's coming at a time when you know it's it's a very a very interesting time and for me i i, I had predicted this actually i had predicted that they that they do this and so what how only fans works is uh-huh. you find that they charge 20% that's their cut Yeah. So last year they made 2 billion in sales that is in dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and now they took the You mean 20, commissions? Yeah, in commission. They took 20%, then the owner of the content gets 80% yeah. of the sales. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, an interesting thing is for me I knew they'd do this. Do you know why? Tell me. Do you know that 10 top the top 15 earners uh-huh. in only fans yeah. are actually not in the adult business in the adult content business yeah top 15 they are not there and then if you look at this so they have 2 million content creators currently and then they have over 130 million users yeah and the thing is that their top 1% makes 33% of all the money that is under there. Sorry? Come up again with that top, statistic. The 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 top 1% creates you know 33% of all the sales. 
okay. and top 10% okay. makes 73% of all the sales oh. okay yeah. and i've told you that top 15 are not even in excited excited content. content so this tells you something that it follows a power rule that mm-hmm. the guys at the top who are mostly influencers and celebrities are yeah. the one who are who are making a lot of money so excited content is actually not making a lot of money for only fans as people think yeah that's why they are doing away with it yeah. and according to my research they are doing away with it because it's it's been a hard time for them getting investors for them to expand because of the perception that they have why do you need why do you think they need investors money injection like capital injections from investors to expand and to expand to where <laughs> there's um, something there's something you're having the, a the, conversation the, before and you mentioned yeah, the, they're the, currently the, having b2c and they might get it to b2b yeah my model. prediction is that they need the money to go into b2b and there is massive opportunity in b2b especially in events Yeah. Okay, you can one of them is events. Yeah. Another one is product launches. Uh-huh. You normally see how Apple during the product the product launch is normally you know grand. So yeah. imagine it being in only fans how much money it can make. You can have, you know, concerts for artists. Uh-huh. You know, so this is the, the, the there's a lot of money there. But then the perception that they have because that, you know, it's 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 perceived as, you know, that's that's an uh, an adult content platform that's the perception yeah especially in this part of the world and 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 yeah it's in this oh, part of the world and, and even worldwide wow. and now the problem is there have been a lot of issues that yeah. um and actually this story um even got to congress the US congress uh-huh. where um miners um have been uploading their content there yeah. and you have um child abuse yeah. some some content about of minors ending up there yeah, and you know much. once you have that kind of a thing and it gets to congress yeah. you know that's that's already a red flag for investors they're not going to sign the check yeah sure, sure yeah so i think it's it's going to be an interesting time um i'm really skeptical about as to whether they really need investors because if your let's see what you're envisioning is is a fact yeah it turns out to be a fact that they really are looking to changing their model from b2c what it is at the moment to yeah. b2b there don't you think there are already enough players in that field because you have instagram with instagram live you have facebook with facebook live let's just say you have zuckerberg yeah? you have but monetizing you have, it when you, you go what? when you YouTube. go on facebook live yeah i mean people can access your content as long as they are following you they can they can, i mean they can see your content yeah. but the thing about only fans is that people pay for them to be able to see your content so it's like a virtual <laughs> a virtual concert so, where you have to, you have to get a ticket for to accept that so kigan that's the more reason yeah. i don't see that working because if if you if apple is if apple is launching a new brand of phone yeah yeah and and uh, Let's say iPhone th- uh, whoa, that, iPhone that was 13, just yeah? an example the, the Apple thing was actually just an example uh. yeah I'm using as a, as, a, okay. and as a example as well yeah so they're launching a, a phone yeah mm-hmm. a new phone Apple 14 yeah yeah <laughs> um, they need as many people as possible to know of that new phone yeah of the new iPhone 14 yeah yeah so if that's why they they want to tell you to you and you should not incur any cost in getting that information so why would they instead of using free avenues like instagram live facebook live um youtube 
to let you know to give you this information why would they why would they pay very to, easy. To, to see to see a, a, pro, a product launch Cause, yet cause, i could get the cause, same cuz apple thing wa- for wants free. to make money out of it apple wants to make money out of it no would you pay would you pay money i would pay you know the thing is wow. already people know apple is a known brand you know it's it's a le- it, it's a leading brand and actually by, by by a long shot and the thing is people always look up to apple's product launches i mean people get glued to their screens and that that itself is an indicator that if people can are glued to your screen they want to see what you've launched why not make money out of it i mean at the end of the day we're in the business of making money aren't we you know we already yeah that's true we're here to make money but Apple the business it's very important that as a business you know what your objective is your line of business and you stick to that in as much as we've said in, earlier on that diversification could be important or can help you yeah um i don't think getting into events and such collaborating with such um, um platforms as only fans or or live video whatever or yeah. you call it but you providers. know th- i don't think uh-huh. it can it's sustainable for them they want to Apple makes money by selling Apple <laughs> devices. Yeah. Yeah, m- or largely. So they want you to know about this product, then expect that they convert that into sales, actual sales so that they make profits. Yeah. That's how they make money. That that, Not that was on, just an example. You know, yeah. you have things no, like it, events. It, you can really concerts, apply it into any business really. But but concerts, unless you're talking about musicians. <laughs> yeah. Cuz last year we had Saudi Soul in Kenya here, very proud of our own artist. Yeah. yeah. Saudi Soul they had the they had a concert the years there are so many lives so many concerts on on youtube yeah. youtube live and instagram live and all that there are a number of them but but saudi soul did not earn money actually, from that okay the first platform so, where we've seen where somebody has put up content and charged for it is actually the comedian known as njugush he yeah. set up a website and they added the code where you could pay a hundred Kenya shillings yeah. and be able to view the content yeah. and you'll have access to the content yeah. whenever time you want because you've already paid for it yeah. and people actually paid for it yeah so because people believe in your content right yeah but now, you see uh-huh. um the, oh, where was i i was talking it would about, still uh, work i mean yeah. only fans one thing that it has de- you know for them they're not trying this thing out it has already demonstrated there are chefs there there are celebrities there who you know so there are people even who discuss about um financial opportunities and they've done good research they've broken it down and this is content that they're giving pe- to people at a fee have you heard of fans. skillshare yeah you've heard of skillshare yeah how different would the model you're proposing for only fans be from all, all from what do you call it skillshare you know the the underlying thing about actually this is the, the reason why only fans you know um really did well yeah. and is still doing well yeah is because of this is it's it's the content creator and content owners like it has looked into their affairs like you people we want you to make money out of your content on your own terms that is what skillshare is doing i mean what i'm trying to say yes, here is uh, that there are, there, are, there are already players there so really i don't think if that would really work for them it would Anyway, we'll 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 see how how we that digress. how that um pans out. Uh-huh. Um, very very interesting phenomenon there. Yeah. Um we have seen that the Capital Markets Authority CMA um, yeah. is eyeing a new fund yeah. that will back corporate bond issuance yeah. to reduce the risk of investors. Uh-huh. And um I'm very happy to see this. Um I think uh, investors have gone through a lot 
you know, with the likes of Chase Banks, yeah. you know, um, issuing corporate bonds, then within 10 months, you know, everything is collapsing. You know, yeah. it's, it's really hard and you don't have, you don't have someone there to, you know, you don't have someone who has guaranteed things. So what CMA is doing, and, and just if you look at it currently, the portfolio size of the corporate bonds is currently yeah. at 11.7 billion. Current Kenyan shillings, yeah. And in 2014, you know, yeah. when corporate bonds were still yeah. active, very yeah. much active, it was at uh, 71.3 billion, billion Kenyan shillings. Yeah. So it's a very, very big reduction. But um, I think this uh, fund that CMA are developing, what it will do is that it will guarantee that at the time that at the time of maturity, when the investor is supposed to get the money back, yeah. if there is financial distress it is now cma guarantees that you guys will be paid well let me let me yeah we agreed you cannot guarantee you're, you're not god yeah you understand no you're no god, no you cannot Th- guarantee. that was that was, that was, that was a different conversation no it applies here no one can give any guarantees to anything no cma just guarantees that you know if anything if anything wrong yeah, happens yeah. with this corporate bond that we've regulated yeah. we'll shield you guys Okay. on this okay, okay. Yeah. if there's distress yeah. this fund will cater for it to make sure you guys get paid uh yeah don't that you yet you don't lose your money okay so is it is it the way what happens in the in the insurance sector yeah. is that you have these insurance firms they have to be reinsured they have to be insured by a big even by an even bigger insurance firm yeah that's why you have Kenya re and the likes mm-hmm. yeah so that if if you have a claim you understand if yeah. you have a claim that an insurance firm cannot um reimburse or indemnify a claim or claimant for yeah they have now the reinsurer coming in yeah so and what happens in that field is that you have the re, the, the insurance company paying premiums sort of to the reinsurer to the reinsurer you understand yeah so it's like a chain mm-hmm. there's there's the insured then there's the insurer then there's the insurer of the insurer yeah understand yeah so is this how it's going to work that you have any company that would might seek might seek to give out a corporate bond yeah. would be required to make some let's say monthly or quarterly um, payments to the CMA to this fund yeah that the CMA is proposing so that it it, it forms a, a, cush, a cushion of 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 funds yeah. to just this pool yeah so that if anything happens then there's this money to cater for those investors i think i think that is one of the ways that it could be done um, don't you think we, it's punitive um <laughs> because if 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 let's say we are both corporates here yeah yeah i send my money to this pool yeah. you send your money to that pool mm-hmm. i send my 10 bob you send your 10 bob yeah that's 20 bob now in the pool uh-huh so you go and give out a corporate issue a corporate bond yeah worth 15 shillings understand yeah then you default then the money to used to pay your 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 investors comes from this common pool to which <laughs> i also invested i also uh, sent my money yeah not uh-huh, invested really yeah. sent my money to this pool so the pool is left with five shillings yeah i've they've used my five shillings i've mm-hmm. paid for a mistake you did sort of a mistake or a misdoing that happened on your side isn't it punitive and do you think the corporate 
players are going to agree to this um I, okay this is my thinking i don't want to preempt um cma yeah. i think they are yet to give more details on this i'm really really excited and yeah. very eager to uh-huh. see the structure of this fund yeah. how it will be uh-huh. and I, i i just want to understand about it and for me honestly my mood about this yeah. i'm very happy yeah. because i mean as an investor i don't want to walk into anything that you know doesn't have any assurance any assurance security, yeah. Yeah. i need to feel some security yeah. so i think i think that is very very important yeah. and uh, it will be it will be a very great move yeah. um uh, we also saw something very interesting um this week what is that that um the british gold miner yeah um the company is going to list on um the Nairobi Stock Exchange yeah. actually um the com- the British gold miner the Papillon the company yeah um they're going to list on NSC and uh, starting in September it's confirmed yeah and uh, no, it's, it's actually it's actually not confirmed it's anticipated the, uh, the work okay. is currently being done okay. to set it up i think okay. faida investment bank has been given the task as one of the people to help with that yeah. um they'll be renamed as Caracal Gold and um they'll be doing something interesting called a reverse takeover have you ever heard of a reverse takeover never heard of that yeah so they'll they'll be they'll be doing a reverse takeover deal with uh, mayflower gold which owns gold mines in migori uh, so a reverse takeover is where you have a smaller company yeah. going to take over a, a larger company How you is know that? normally it's the and, and then the bigger company yeah. will still you know will still be able to will become the majority shareholder yeah and then sorry then a reverse takeover is where you know you have the target which is now for this case is is the smaller company you, um the, sorry the target is the larger company the ones that they want to take over the new entrant yeah, now yeah the new entrant now yeah. and now is what they want to do is to take over that company a smaller company wants to take over a bigger company okay yeah so that's 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 what it's called now a reverse takeover it's it's quite an interesting phenomenon mm-hmm. i think i would need to go do some educate myself on that because and then you know the result know. is that yeah. the bidder um you find that you find that the end product is that the target shareholders become the majority of the shareholder in the bidder So in this case where 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 now um Papillon yeah. which is the British gold miner uh-huh. will take over Mayflower uh-huh. but then you'll find that Mayflower still becomes the majority shareholder I'm not sure I followed through <laughs> that but I have some work to do there <laughs> Yeah reverse takeover mm-hmm. you know normally in the normal takeovers you have the big one the taking, big over taking over yeah. Yeah. but now it's it's, it's as it's, the name it's says the other way around. Yeah. it's reverse i would like to know because the fact that it's a bigger company taking over the smaller company means it's bigger not in terms of size but in terms of capital financial musk, muscles and all that yeah. so it's easy for them to buy buy the assets of this smaller company that's what it's called a takeover so i really want to unless what the smaller company is exchanging for this for what do you call it papillon yeah yeah is the rights to mine mm-hmm. not actually financial assets mm. unless it's that 
I really want to know what a reverse um, takeover is. Yeah, a reverse takeover is a new phenomenon. and um, But I think the most important thing here yeah. is that they'll be doing a cross-listing. Yeah. They'll be listing both at the NAC and also at the London Stock Exchange. Stock yeah. exchange. Yeah. And they'll be. this will be now the second company. Kakuzi is also listed on the London Stock Exchange as well uh, as the, as the um, Nairobi Stock Exchange. Is, it, is Kakuzi listed on... Kakuzi is listed here as a, on the NSC yeah. as a parent company. Is it listed on the NSC as a subsidiary? Yeah, so actually what happens is that there are different uh, there are very different um policies and provisions on that yeah, it's not it's not a very um simple phenomenon but there's a way they they do that <laughs> um i mean i'm i'm the, i think this is going to be a very big a very big moment for nse because of the issuance of the ipo yeah. because i mean the last yeah. time we honestly saw yeah. a, a, a fees at the nse of ipos is probably during kenjen's time you know uh, and also it's been, safaricom it's, it's been, been quite long. it's been long it's been quite some time so, well safaricom is a bit too far <laughs> it's a bit too far yeah. a number <laughs> so, of them has have happened uh, the since that ipos time. have been the one which have been really really big but ipos are the make, make it or break it moment for investors yeah because at the moment if you really believe in a company go full on put the money put the money there mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is yeah um, and also the same way you could lose money because we've seen companies being issue, having ipos and they tank they, yeah Yeah so I mean this is going so to be to our listeners it will be important for them to look out start for that. saving up eh? <laughs> as they also do some research but even more importantly yeah. um as we always say yeah. rely on your research do your research your investment investment is like is like the palm of your hand uh-huh it you can't be it. it it can't be the same as another person's that's the investment you need yeah. so invest according to your own investment needs yeah. they don't sell because someone is selling yeah. you see people have for example you should have your targets yeah. that i deploy this capital i'm only looking for 20% mm-hmm. so when it gets to 20% you chuck you sell yeah. you should have your own targets yeah. don't rely on anyone now well we you have... see it's very tough to add, to <laughs> adhere to that because yeah. investment is is also there's an emotional aspect to investing yeah sure because you want to the peer pressure you cannot unless you're an institution <laughs> but even if you're an institution you want to know what your fellow CEOs in that market are doing yeah and so you have to look at what other people are doing so that you you know how to prepare in the, in the, in the first place but what you cannot emphasize enough is do your due diligence absolutely if you do your due diligence very well you'll know which action other if, if you know an action from right from when you see it if you yeah. see even if the 90% of the other players are doing are going to see it you'll see it you'll see it yeah. because you did your due diligence fantastic we've yeah. discussed a lot of things today um, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um i wish we could have had more time to discuss even more things um we'll really appreciate your feedback um we are yep. on twitter at kenya's market map on linkedin kenya's market map um we are also um, you can also go to our website on our contact page and share your comments and questions yep kenyasmarketmap.com Easter um as we wrap up um what were your hi- your highlights for this week well, my highlights were really it has to be the NSE man <laughs> and i was so i was so taken aback by you know i i've done i have a background in accounting yeah and i've never it's the first time i was seeing how big or how impactful a single financial state financial um reporting san- standard could be mm mm-hmm. Talking about um, the provisions, yeah. 
You see, a provision is is a provision is just some it's a decision you make. Yeah. Largely there's there's feelings to that. Yeah. Like I just feel like these these loans they want to be paid so we yeah. we have to increase our provisions. Uh-huh. So we see we've just seen what happened in the banking sector. Yeah. The banks they made a provision last year, they reduced the provision this year and yeah. that created um such that made NSC to get to all-time highs. So yeah. you can imagine what happens on the London Stock Exchange <laughs> when such things happen yeah. just because of accounting principles and standards. Wow. Yeah, phenomenal. That was my highlight, man. Amazing. Yeah. Um I think my highlight was um was the um, World Athletics Under 20 Championships wow. which we had the opening ceremony on this people, how these people had your second <laughs> name. This guy is and, called Keegan. And you know, um <laughs> the thing is um I'm just looking at the impact of this event yeah. and we also had the um, safari rally uh-huh. earlier yeah. during the year yeah. and you know the impact that this has to the economy if you look at the safari rally it yeah. injected 6 billion kenyan shillings yeah. you know into the economy yeah. you look at for example this world athletics under 20 championships yeah. where the athletes are sleeping mm. where they're staying yeah. you know the impact on the hospitality industries you know even the people who are employed as casuals yeah. at the stadiums and the likes yeah. it's, a, it's a massive impact on the economy and yeah. for me i just want to say to the ministry of sports you know keep them coming we we need them good job we amina <laughs> good job um we've come to the end of our first episode um this will be a weekly podcast to join yeah. us every other week um yeah. to get a dose of what happened during the week yeah. and an in-depth analysis of the same of the same now until next time stay safe and remember it's nothing personal It's just business. I've been your host Kigen Kiplimo. I've been your co-host Easter Funny.